Hi there. In my garden podcast today, I decided to finally read up on what it takes to have award-winning compost for your garden. Turns out I've been doing everything wrong. So, the short backstory to the compost situation we've got in front of us is that hunky husband <coughs> had a bit of an illness turn. I say a bit of an illness turn. We thought he was having a heart attack. It was awful. About six weeks ago. And it turned out it was a thing called atrial fibrillation. Now, you want to say arterial fibrillation because that makes a lot more sense with arteries, but it's actually atrial. Anyway, it's a, it's a crappy heart thing where it beats out of rhythm. It makes you really tired and tight in the chest and it needs sorting out. So guess what? We're sorting it out. But I think... And it has been worrying. It's been really difficult and it's sort of eclipsed everything, really. Anyway, the garden has been a saviour, like a little bit of pottering and a bit of fresh air and a bit of distraction from it all. Anyway, hunky husband (laughs) came, bounced into the garden. I say bounced, dragged himself into the garden and obviously wanted to reassert his his manliness and the fact that he wasn't facing... uh, any sort of health issues and tipped out the whole of the compost heap onto a bit of tarp bit of plastic tarp you know bit of what's this stuff called tarpaulin it's just like a massive shower curtain basically it's quite durable but anyway he tipped it all out we'd been talking about it up to the incident the health incident and saying we needed to identify why it wasn't making compost quickly enough for us anyway he did all that tipped it out and then went Oh, I'm really tired. I don't think I'll do that again. And he's left it here. Obviously, he's been repairing and hoping to get better and having to rest a lot. And he's been tired. This massive pile of eggshells and old potatoes and avocado stones, because they don't decompose, do they, very quickly. load of twigs, a load of stuff going on, on this massive... Anyway, I'd had enough today. All right, I'm going to tackle this. So what I'm doing is I'm putting it back into the composter, which is a standalone sort of funnily shaped, upside down funnel shape, plastic bin, basically. And the error of our ways has been this. And you may learn something from this. You may think my compost isn't as good as it could be. So the learning is our compost heap got too wet because it didn't have a lid on it. So it just sat there all wet. It wasn't getting enough oxygen because it's in this tight plastic bin. And I was layering it like a lasagna. Grass cuttings one weekend, a load of veg peelings the next, a load of twigs from old stuff. And so it was stacking up. Apparently, your compost joy comes when you don't do any of those things. (laughs) So... The idea is to turn your compost regularly and not turn too much of it. Like I've let this build up really. Um, Turning a cubic metre at a time. About three foot by three foot, isn't it? By three foot. So that's what we're going to do. So I'm going to put all this stuff back in, which is looking pretty good. And I'm going to pop it back in with all of this stuff noted. So we've got a new approach. But obviously this is backbreaking work, isn't it? I've sort of got it half filled already. Need to shake about. It's difficult to mix it all, though, isn't it? Like, oh wow, look at that. That's oh my gosh. Right, okay. So we've got millions of red worms there. Those red worms are specific to compost heaps. 
you don't get them in the ground they're not like an earthworm um so that, that's that's really good news actually that shows that there's enough heat there's enough nitrogen there's enough of the other stuff <laughs> i can't remember what it is that you get from grass cuttings Ugh. all the good stuff and i thought it was a bit of a complicated do to be honest in a compost oh more of those red worms are thrashing around wriggly wriggly worms let's get you back in there let's get you back in there people so this is proving to be quite hard work all in one go but i think little and often might be the key and in fact not only do we have this plastic bin compost we've actually got some professional looking compost bays i know when we first moved into this house seven years ago rather than spending time unpacking boxes and going in the loft my husband wandered out into the garden and decided to build three massive compost bays because we could. So we've got the space for it and it's kind of like exciting, isn't it? Like we've never been living in a house where you can do this. We'd lived in rented accommodation before that and before here and before that it was small houses and he didn't really know much about gardening at that point and I had a small flat in London so composting wasn't really on my agenda <laughs> so <laughs> he built these really massive bays designed it and everything on paper measured up went to the shop got the wood brought it back did a lot of sawing that weekend I remember and and screwing it all together and it's great it looks very impressive but they're really high and you can barely get your I mean, I have to lift a bucket up to get it over the edge into the thing. So I'm hardly going to be spending my weekends in there turning the compost to aerate the veg cuttings and the grass cuttings and all that kind of stuff. So um, consequently, we've got material in there. I'm not going to call it compost because I don't believe it's actually done anything. We've got material in there that is seven years old. And it needs dealing with so that will be the next job once once my other half has corrected his heart situation i will put him back to work down the bottom of the garden and uh, we'll halve halve the height of them i think and the key then is to turn regularly to get quick quick turnaround compost you know in six months time you could have this lovely black gold that comes out of the the compost bin with no effort at all really and all you need to do is just turn it over once and again don't layer it mix it all up together and it will reward you and this time of year or a few months ago we really needed lots of compost and i've talked about this before the kind of the the supermarket peat included compost is not it's not great so as boring as it is to turn compost i hope um that's been of use to learn that and i will continue to get to the bottom of this pile of compost out in front of me on the floor and tip it back into the bin and then i can get on with the the job of gardening oh lovely now we've also learnt that eggshells can't go in as a whole egg shell because they don't decompose you have to smash them up equally Labels off banana skins don't compost, but my family don't appear to have got that memo. <laughs> so every now and again, I'll find a cork 
from a bottle of wine, a label from an avocado. One thing I did get right was the fact that I wasn't putting cooked food in. I did get that memo at some point from somebody that if you don't, if you put cooked food in, like fat, you know, trimmed off a bacon rasher, for example, or some spuds or mash or whatever, I mean, you'd think, wouldn't you, that it would decompose and be part of it. Actually, because it's cooked, it's had all of its action taken out of it. So, and frankly, it becomes a rat kitchen. Okay, so this compost looks like it's it's pretty much halfway there really maybe three quarters of the way there it's got a uniformity about it there's no great jarring lumps of cucumber or whatever cauliflower sticking out anymore so it's it's been worked through quite nicely now that it's had a bit of air in it and it's dried out a bit it's gonna accelerate much better and i dare say that with another turn of it in maybe four or five weeks time by the end of the summer, we will have award-winning uh, compost to cast around the garden and make our soil even better. Oh, it's very pleasing. The prospect of that pleases me no end.